You're listening to a special podcast of all things ADHD in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Hi, I'm Sarah Brown, and I'm the director of the National Resource Center, a program of CHAD. I'm here today with Dr. Margaret Sibley, who we call Maggie, and we're here to talk about how to help our ADHD kids now that they're out of school. Dr. Sibley, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, thanks for having me, Sarah. Um, I'm Maggie Sibley. I am an associate professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at the University of Washington, and I'm also a psychologist at Seattle Children's Hospital. Schools are closed now, two weeks, four weeks, maybe even the, for the rest of the semester. How can we help our kids that have ADHD get through this semester? So we're going to rely on some of the strategies and tips that we would normally implement, even if it was a typical um, schedule or a typical setting that our kids are in. Um, And we can make these things adjusted a little bit for the current circumstances. So some of the strategies we want to be thinking about are getting a really consistent routine in place. So that includes having bedtime, wake up time, be at the same time every day. We want to be coming up with a daily schedule that becomes a routine that kids are used to. So it could be things like certain amounts of time are scheduled for homework or scheduled for classroom activities, and then having other times of the day that are scheduled for more enjoyable activities like getting exercise or doing creative um, work like music or art making those enjoyable activities go around the schoolwork so that kids know that there's something fun to look forward to if they get their work done. And there's other strategies parents can use, like um, providing rewards for getting certain amounts of work done. Rewards can be enjoyable activities. It doesn't have to be something that you buy. Also sitting down and asking yourself, what's the best location for my child to be doing work? Can I create a distraction-free environment somewhere? It's easier to focus somewhere that maybe you only go when you're doing schoolwork to kind of create those boundaries between school time and playtime at home. And as a parent, you know, I think it's also important that even though we're trying to set up these routines, it's okay to break them sometimes. You know, we're, we have to be watching out for our kids' mental health and how they're doing in this stressful time. So, you know, you shouldn't feel... Um, pressure yourselves to be perfect with these schedules, but allowing the kids to know what's expected of them and having kind of clear, positive, and maybe um, more challenging times of the day is something that um, is a good balance for kids to help them get through each day one at a time. Yeah, I think it's really stressful on everybody now. Um, How can parents help keep the kids motivated and then also on task? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you have a younger kid, you know, something like a point system can be a really good strategy to help your kids feel excited about getting work done. Something like using a menu of rewards at the end of the day that if you've got all the schoolwork done that was planned, you know, there's a number of fun activities that you can go do and you can choose which one you want to do each day. You can also extend that to having good behavior at home or participating appropriately in activities. Also, just noticing them when they're doing things right and when they're um, meeting your expectations and giving them verbal positive feedback on that can go a long way. Um, And in addition, when kids are doing minor negative things, you know, not trying to cut them a break, not overreacting and creating stress at home, just letting some of those little things go right now because there's already a lot of 
reasons to be stressed and you know the little mild negative behaviors aren't necessarily worth getting into battles over um, for older kids, you want to involve them a little bit more in the motivational piece. So helping them set goals for what they want to get done each day. Um, and then you can do the contract with teens where they can tell you things that they'd like to be allowed to do, whether it's just having alone time unrestricted in the room without anyone bugging them or making them do chores or being able to watch a show that they like to watch that maybe you don't usually let them watch in exchange for them getting the work done and doing the chores around the house that you might be engaging them to do. Um, that's sort of an age appropriate strategy that you might use with the older kids. Does, does taking their medications regularly and on time help with keeping kids motivated on, and on task? If your child is already taking medication during the school day and we're trying to create that normalcy and that consistency with what school is usually like, then it probably means that continuing that same medication schedule, even when you've moved learning to home, is the way to keep that consistency. But if you have any specific questions about your child's medication dose and whether it's working at home, then luckily most providers are still providing services to patients, either you know, through telehealth where they can get on the phone with you or they can get on a video chat with you. And um, you know, even if you can't leave home, they can still help you with what you need to be able to manage medication. How about kids getting bored? You know, this this is a long period of time that they're sitting at home. What do we do about bored kids? Yeah, well, and that's particularly a concern with ADHD, right? Because kids with ADHD just have more of a propensity to get bored quicker and more easily. So, um, and I know this is probably intimidating for parents who suddenly find themselves tasked with, you know, managing their kids' learning and how do I keep that fun and engaging? The good news is that the internet right now is full of ideas for parents about things they can do to um, create fun learning activities at home. And really some places have stepped up, like the national parks are doing online tours of the park, you know, where you can get online with your kids and look around and there's doing, they're doing virtual museum tours right now. There's a lot of people who are posting art projects. You can do. So the internet's your resource right now for coming up with interesting activities. Um, and if you've got older kids who can kind of manage their own activities, you know, there's a lot of cool ideas going around right now. Um, you can challenge your kids to think of something they've always wanted to know how to do, but have never picked up, like a new instrument or learning to build something with tools. Um, we've heard of kids who started writing their own comic book about what it's like to be going through the coronavirus, um, teach your kids how to bake, bike, teach them how to bake, go out and gardening with them. I mean, you can come up with lots of cool things that aren't just fun, but become life skills that can pay off long terms for your kids. So, you know, we're encouraging parents to sort of think outside the box and make this a special opportunity to be something um, different than, you know, usually you might do with your kids. And then, of course, you know, we can still socialize virtually, right? So creating virtual play dates for your younger kids where they can get on the video chat with other um, kids at school. You can do things like virtual show and tell where you Know, show them something you made at home today or show them something cool in your house and talk about it. So um, luckily, I can tell you a few things in five minutes, but the Internet's going to have tons of resources for people if they just start Googling. Yeah, I think I think I've seen a lot of good things to do on, on the Internet. How about if the parents are having a difficult time managing their kids behavior? I, I've seen on um, our the Chad's Health Unlocked has there's been a number of people that have said how hard it is for them to 
work from home and still have to help their child with school. And then if they have ADHD and have issues with behavior or issues with their siblings, you know, how do you, how do you work with that? Great question. So I think there are some things that everyone can try at home that are the basics that if you try those things, it's going to take care of a number of these behavior problems. But what I also will say is that you, if you find yourself really struggling, know that um, psychologists and mental health providers and behavioral health providers are still out there providing services, you know, to homes and um, in the hospital where I work and in many of the private practices where I have colleagues, everyone's just switched their services to online. So, you know, this may be a particular time where you need that extra support. Um, and most insurance companies are either already accepting, um, you know, reimbursement for telehealth or, or working to figure out how they can do that. So, um, but I can share some tips for folks of some of the basics. And, and some of the things we want to consider are making sure that you have clear um, boundaries around screen time and limiting that. A lot of times the source of arguments has to do with screen time. So being clear about things that might trigger arguments and thinking about how you can prevent those things ahead of time. Keeping your kids um, well-being up by, um, you know, making sure they're having regular physical activity every day and making sure they're eating healthy foods and on a good routine. And then we're going to go back to our, you know, classical behavioral principles for strategies that parents use to manage misbehavior. So like we said before, you know, let a lot of stuff go that's minor right now. It's not worth the arguments when everyone's already stressed. Be clear in your own head about what you what you um, consider a behavior problem that you want to address and what you think are minor things you're going to let go. Make sure you catch them when they're being good and provide them a lot of positive reinforcement for that so that um, they realize that their good behavior pays off and that you appreciate that. Um, and just make sure that the expectations are very clear for them. If you have a work meeting and you need to be them to be quiet for an hour so you can go into your office and have that phone call, you know, ahead of time, make sure you let them know what's going on, let them know what you expect them to do and what um, may they may get in return, you know, as in the form of playing outside or something like that, if they're able to maintain that quiet during that time. Um, and again, you know, if you have clear rules in your house and those rules are posted and kids are aware of them, and kids know um, what the consequences are for breaking those rules. If the consequences are fair, if you're implementing them consistently, so not making exceptions, but every time you know you see the kids um, breaking the rules, you are consistent about those consequences. That goes a long way. Um, and then you also have opportunities to reward kids with bonuses for consistent good behavior. So if they go a whole day or a whole week, you know, without breaking a lot of rules, how can you go out of the way to you know, acknowledge that and, and you know, really acknowledge that it, they're stressed right now. And so their behavior may be a little bit worse than it normally is. And if they're making efforts to, you know, follow the rules and do a good job, we really want to honor that um, as well. Right now, kids are hearing all about this pandemic and, and are stressed and have a lot of fears. How do parents help them calm themselves or work together to calm each other? Well, I think one of the most important things here is that parents need to model good coping skills for their kids. So if kids see their parents, you know, freaking out and being really anxious and not showing good ways of coping with stressful situations, you know, that's going to really trickle down to the, the kids' reactions. So, you know, parents should also be taking care of their own mental health and thinking about what they need to do to set a good example. 
it's really important to make sure that we're not over exposing kids to scary media right now, you know, with um, just being able to freely go on the internet and look at whatever you want. There's a lot of bad information out there. There's a lot of sensationalized information out there. And if we don't know what kids are reading, we don't know how to help them um, sort through that and know what's true and what's not true. So um, you do want to be monitoring what they are looking at, maybe looking at things with them. Um, there's no reason why people need to be spending more than maybe 30 minutes a day getting updates on the situation. Um, looking at reading about the coronavirus for hours on end is not mentally healthy for anyone. Um, and making sure that information that you're looking at together is from a reputable source like the CDC or like information being um, shared by local officials. Um, and then giving kids space to talk about it. There's a lot of resources online right now. I know Chad has some posted about how to talk to your kids about this. Um, and also, um, you know, being aware that if you send clear messages to your kids about, you know, your family's going to be safe. We're staying inside to help other people who might not be as lucky as we are. Um, then that's going to go a long way for, you know, making kids feel um, like there's not a panic going around. Um, and then once again, like I mentioned, if, if you feel like, you know, your family's suffering with anxiety about this, or, it's, you know, you notice that your kids are showing signs of secondary issues, like feeling depressed or, um, you know, panicky or, or even symptoms of things like obsessive compulsive disorder, you know, about being scared of the coronavirus. These are all things that kids with ADHD have a higher risk of developing. Um, you know, you've got teenagers who maybe have a higher risk of things like smoking marijuana in this situation, um, that you just be aware that you can still get services and help for those things. Um, and that there are still ways families can reach out to professionals. Well, Maggie, this has been a great help. Um, I've learned a lot and I hope our audience will learn some things that can help them in this time. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to a special podcast of All Things ADHD in response to the coronavirus pandemic. In this time of crisis, we know everyone in our community is facing tremendous pressures, and CHAD and its National Resource Center on ADHD are here to help. We are committed to continuing to be the resource on which you can rely. For more information, visit our website at chad.org and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest.